is good. Amen. I just want to boast a little bit. This is my first copy of The Cross, my book on The Cross. Uh, this has, uh, this is the foundation from which The Cross function out of. So I have other subjects, like for instance, The Cross and The Believer will relate to this foundation. So just to give you a little hint, um, one of the foundations of the cross is this. It was a complete work. Number two, it's the central theme of scripture. What does that mean to you and I? The complete work means there's nothing I can offer but all I can receive. What does it mean that it's the central theme? It means that every part of the Bible talks about the cross. Uh, a scripture verse that relates to that is that Jesus said, uh, in the volume of the book, it's written of me, meaning the Old Testament. So when you read the Old Testament, do you see Jesus or do you see the law? Anyway, that's part of it. Number three, it's God's eternal plan. That means what he accomplished on the cross will never fail or stop. It's forever. Your security. Number four, the cross reveals God's wrath against sin. Jesus bore the wrath that you and I deserve. Number five, the cross reveals the righteousness of God. In other words, he has made us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Every requirement was fulfilled at the cross. Every need was destroyed at the cross. Number six, the cross reveals the love of God. And that's the essence of the foundation from which the cross functions from. That's the first book coming out. And I, I kind of gave it a bit of a title, but oh, look at that. That fly is trying to give me a hard time. Uh, the cross, your life, freedom, purpose, and destiny. So this has to be edited one more time. And then Justin's going to create the cover on the back page. And uh, my wife is a good editor. I've been through this thing three times now, and I still got mistakes. <laughs> um, so that's the first copy. This is, a, is three quarters of the copy. When you realize that Jesus said in the volume of the book, it's written of me. I came to fulfill all that's in the law, the Psalms, and the prophets. When you get into the Old Testament, Jesus is everywhere. And that makes the cross a huge subject. And there's nothing in the Bible that is without subject to the cross. 
Everything in scripture is subject to the cross. It's the center. It's the very center of your life. So I've been, all week I've been saying, God, what do you want to say today? And the Lord (laughs) says to me, it's not what I want you to say. It's what I want to say. I thought, I guess there's a difference. (laughs) And so, just to give you a little bit of insight, sometimes how God works, I ended up with a cramp in my leg about three nights ago, and I'm trying to get it out without waking Louise up. And God says to me, get up. So I got up. He says, get up. I want to talk to you. So I obeyed, limped out of the bedroom, and he said this word to me. The cross is the best place to be. I got to thinking about that. I thought so many thoughts, I got pages. And it's like God's eternal purpose is to have a house on earth. It came out of eternity. A lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Book of Revelation chapter 13. Our liberty was already planned before he created anything. Can you imagine the longevity of what is eternal? You can't measure it. And I got to think to myself, Nelson, you live in such a uh, kind of a dumb, deprived attitude. And I thought to myself, what does that mean? Well, you always depend on everybody else for your success. And I did. I don't know more. For 30 years, I did. No, we're not too bright. At least I'm not too bright. So, this is the house of God. And I know we say that, but what does that really mean? Who is God? What's he like? What's the one who lives on? What is, who's, who's he like that lives in us? What's he like? Well, I'll tell you one thing. He's not frivolous. And he's not flesh-orientated. And he doesn't think like us. And he doesn't talk like us. He says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and my ways are much higher than your ways. And I look at that and I'm thinking, Lord, how do I walk in your ways? Well, the cross is a good beginning because everything has been won at the cross. Every, everything you and I face has been conquered at the cross. There's not one thing left, yet we live in the one thing. I mean, duh, Fred. Why do we live in the one thing? Because we don't think like him. 
We think in our humanity, not on our divinity. What does it mean to you and I to be the house of God? What does it really mean? What does that really look like? I mean, there's lots of words that we can use. So we'll have to ask the question, who is God? Who is he? Well, he's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So he's the Father of the house. Jesus is the Redeemer of the house. The Holy Spirit is the Enabler of the house. We have everything. And the challenge for me was, do I live that way? Do I really live that way? Or do I live in my depravity, my weaknesses? Do I? <laughs> this thought came to me. The moment I honor my weakness, I dishonor God. The moment I give in to my weakness, I dishonor God. The Holy Spirit, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is God in the house. It's not just the Holy Spirit. This is God's house, the Father and the Son. Can you imagine what the Father thinks of you? Can you imagine what the Son has done for you? And can you imagine what the Holy Spirit can enable you to do? That's why the cross is your, the cross is your life, your freedom, your purpose, and your destiny. The cross is the best place to live because it is the total sacrifice that Jesus paid for your life. It's not half, it's not some, no, it's everything. Christ's death on the cross has power to make one who believes a new creation in Christ Jesus. So, who are you? You're like him. The seed that went in the ground and came forth brings back up, brings those after his own kind. So, what's the new creation really like? It's like him. Now, so to be like him, what is it like to be like him? Read the Gospels. It's the best Bible school you can go to. What does it mean, Christ, in you is your hope? It doesn't say your failure or despair. Amen? Hallelujah. The new creation in Christ Jesus, which results in a radical, availing transformation 
of character. In other words, I'm not who I used to be, and neither are you. And I have to stop living in who I used to be. And I start living who I am in Christ. That's the cross. Oh, how frivolous we really are. And I think, I think we need to get a dose of who God is. Because then we really realize who's actually in us. Paul said these words. He said, but God forbid that I should boast or boast or expect in the cross of Jesus Christ. He says, except for the cross of Jesus Christ. I don't want to boast in myself. I need to boast in the cross. Is the cross our language? Do we boast in what Jesus did for us? Hallelujah. Do we boast on what he accomplished? And so when you read, this is amazing because all scriptures inspired of God. And God is telling, to, telling Paul, huh, God says, oh, I put this in your heart, Paul, now confess it. But God forbid that I should boast. That's inspired of God except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified to me and I unto the world. How many people, how many Christians struggle with the world? It's because they don't live at the cross. They don't realize God in you is greater than anything we face. For in Christ Jesus, there's neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but the new creation avails a whole lot. So if you're a new creation, you're an availing person because he made you that way. Why are you like that? Because he's like that. God gives in to nothing but conquers everything. And that's why the scriptures say to us, you are more than a conqueror. How can we be more? Because he's the more. And we live, we live in our self-pity sometimes that actually is contrary to the nature of God. And it's actually contrary, contrary to the nature of the new Christ Jesus that's in you and in me. Come on. Get out of the self-pity party and get with it. After, you know, 40, 50 years in a ministry, you learn some things. And one of the things I learned, I couldn't be subject to my fatigue. I'd have missed church many, many times. That was for me. So to me, it's like <laughs> this, this, for Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but the new creation, it avails. What does that mean? What does that mean that you are an availer? It means that he has made you sufficient. It means 
that you're rendered competent. From God's point of view, you and I are competent. We are not somehow somebody trying to get somewhere. No, no. We are the new creation in Christ Jesus, and we're there. In Christ, we are an availing people. Born of God. The Bible talks about being born of God. We are born of God. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Which means you believe what he did to be sufficient for you to carry on. Hallelujah. The cross. The cross. I believe that the coming year that God will and is going to become a more focused person in your life. He says this, I finished the work on the cross so you can walk in it. You can walk in your life, you can walk in your freedom, you can walk in your purpose, you can walk in your destiny. You can walk in it. You can experience it now. That's why one of the foundations to the cross is it's a finished work. Hallelujah. We are the house that fulfills his will. in our marriages, in our family, in our jobs, wherever. The house of God is to fulfill the will of God. That's why the house of God exists. He didn't just exist, we didn't just exist for us to be. No, we exist for us to live and change the world. So, what does it mean to take up your cross? He says, take up your cross and follow me. You know what I have to do to do that? I have to lay my views aside. Because they interfered with him. They interfered. Because I saw more in Christ than I could understand or believe. And therefore, my view is limited. He is unlimited. How do we break our limitations? We live in the limitless power of God and what he said. I have, ma I have many thoughts. I'm just trying to sort out what I'm going to say here. I'm going to say this because it's important. Did you know that the life of Christ fulfilled the Lord's Prayer?
my Father who art in heaven. He says, my Father and I are one. He honored his Father. He hallowed his Father. He asked for God to rule. He says, I won't say anything. I won't do anything without you. He actually lived the Lord's Prayer. And that's why Jesus wants us to pray like that too. Because if he succeeded in living the Lord's Prayer, so can we. That's all I want to say on that. I really want to get to who God is. This, I, I need to read these words. I don't read them often enough. The God who created the universe is the God of all power, all authority, all creativity, all purpose, all life, everything. And we see it in creation. So creation reveals God to us. So what does creation reveal? Creation reveals the transcending power of Almighty God. <coughs> His power transcended over nothing and brought it into something. So if you feel like you're a nothing, he'll make you somebody. That's his goal for you, to be somebody in Christ Jesus. He transcends all power. He exists above and independent <clears throat> from to rise above, surpass, succeed. This definition of God is the only truly transcendent being. He transcends all of our weaknesses. He transcends all of our sicknesses. He transcends all of our limitations. How does he do that? By living in us and through us. And that's the importance of the cross because that's what the cross made available to us. Through the cross, he lives in us. And we need to focus on Christ in me. Because he who's in me transcends my bad thoughts. He transcends my weaknesses. He transcends my failures. He's beyond that. Why do we keep living there? I mean, I ask myself, Nelson, why do you keep living there? Why do you get mad at your wife all the time? Well, I'm not kidding you. It's not his thoughts for me to do that. Come on, guys. Do we really live Christ in us? Or do we just live by what I believe? If you do, you're very limited. The Lord Almighty, the Lord God Almighty, in the Hebrew El Shaddai, created all things on the earth, beneath the earth, in the heavens above, yet he existed above and independent from them. Wow. All things are upheld by his mighty power, yet he 
yet he is upheld by himself alone. The whole universe exists in him, and for him that he may re receive glory and honor and praise. That's God. That's a, a little bit. There's much more than that. I'll read you what this one scholar said, Burkhoff. He says, um, explains the infinity of God this way. The infinity of God is that perfection of God by which he is free from all limitations. Wow, Christ in us is not limited. And if we want to break our limitations, we have to walk in him and walk in the, the resources of the cross and in the power of the Holy Spirit. There, there is no other path for us. This world is not our home. The things of this world creep into the church and cause the church to be what it's not supposed to be. He is no way limited by the universe, by its time, space, world, or confined to the universe. God is infinite in all of his attributes. He is infinite in holiness, love, wisdom. In other words, those qualities of God, if you have, if I have an inability to love, he can transcend my inability. If I have a difficulty forgiving, he can transcend that. Amen. You know why? Because Jesus hung on that cross and he said, Father, forgive them. They really don't know what they're doing. He had every right as an innocent man to justify himself, justify himself and he didn't. Why? Because he lived a life submitted to the Father. That's why. And if we live our life submitted to the Father, we have no need to justify ourselves in what we're doing is right and when we're doing right. Oh, boy. I'm sure glad I got next Sunday because I'm not getting anywhere here. So when we look at who God is, his transcending power, his sovereignty, his ability to do what is in his heart to do without any interference or input at all. Think of that with our life with him. He can do in our life more than we could ever think. He could take us from zero to a thousand miles an hour in a moment. Because he is transcending, and here is what he does for us. I saved you, and you are my sons and daughters, and you are like me, and I'm an availing God, and you're an availing son and daughter. 
I made you to be an availer, not a failure. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you, when I, when I begin to study this, it just takes you into a whole different world. For instance, to, be, to have a veil is to have value. How valuable are you to the Father? Well, he sacrificed his son for you. And then he sent the Holy Spirit for you. He says, I made you a force, an efficacy to serve. You're an effective servant. That's what he thinks of us. The new creation avails. So he's telling Paul, hey, Paul, You've been through a lot. You've been knocked down, knocked, but you weren't knocked out, and you went through all this suffering. He said, but you're, a, you're an availer. Not because you're circumcised or uncircumcised, but because of the cross of Jesus Christ. And so Paul said this. He, he, oh, man, I tell you, revelation just causes you to say things that God wants you to say. If I can find the verse, and I'll mess all these papers. But God forbid that I should boast. What he's saying there, everything's of him. I, I have nothing that I can take any pride in, in who I am and what I can do. But I can be who I am and I can do what I'm supposed to do. Hallelujah. And so, so he's, he's encouraging Paul. Paul did, went through a lot of... He says, I, I, I should not boast except in the cross. And he said this. This is what the cross did for us. This is what the Father's intention was for the cross. This is it. This is, and the Holy Spirit. This is it. By whom the world is crucified to me. Jesus said to his disciples, fear not, I have overcome the cosmos. I overcame all the darkness that Satan brought into everything that I created. I have overcome all of it. There's not one darkness that I have not overcome in this world. I guess that's why the Bible says if we all walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Whoops. For Christ, in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision, but the new creation avails. We are the house of God that avails because he made us availers. It has nothing to do with what we did. It was everything who he made us to be. And we have, to, we have to distinguish those two things. 
It was, it was God who made us to be this. Is that eternal? Yeah, then it can't fail. The only way it can fail if I just keep living in the flesh, if I just keep living in my weakness and my woes, and oh, it's me. I've been thinking, God, I'll bet, you, I'll bet you my pastors, God would say, just like he said to Moses, Moses on the ground, get up. <laughs> I mean, Moses is burnt out just about, and God says, get up. You know why? Because God is an availer, and he's encouraging Moses to get up and continue to avail. Glory to God. Man, I must have really been repeat because I, 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 I pasted that scripture verse three times in here. The word avail. Let me give you some more. It, it's, you have the strength to do so. You've been, you've been made strong. That's why he says the new creation can avail. You see, if the new creation can't avail, God is weak. The new creation has ability, power, both physical and moral. Robust. <laughs> Boy, sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I'm not too robust. But that's me, but it's not the new creation. I, 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 I'm, I'm beginning to think, God, I want to live in who you made me to be. I don't want to live in who I used to be. I want to be who I am in you. So it means to be able. I can do it. I can endure all things. I, 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 have, I have efficacy to avail. I have a force and a value that helps me avail. If you don't have value, so what's your value? Christ in you is your value. If you want to start measuring your value by who you are, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> but if you see Christ in you is actually your value, you avail. Hallelujah. It's Christ in me that's facing this right now. It means to be strong, to be able, to be stronger, powerful. And I got to thinking, um, <clears throat> Jesus says, I have overcome the cosmos. 
he could calm the storm sea. He can calm any storm he wants because of the cross. He can calm your storm. Hallelujah. God. God. Hallelujah. Christ in you. Christ in you. He said, I and the Father are one. So Christ in you is one with the Father, which means the Father's will and purpose is just as valid as Jesus. Sacrifice on the cross. Amen? The cross, the best place to be, the best place to be. And here's what, here's what uh, the scripture says, and I, I couldn't find it, but Jesus said these words. He who serves me, the Father will honor. See, we look for honor among people but I want to look for honor from God. And how we honor God is we serve Jesus. We live on what he did for us. We live out of what he did for us. God desires to honor his children. Do you like honoring your children? I love honoring you. I love honoring my daughter. I'm proud of her. Because God has taught her a lot of things. <laughs> hmm. Amen. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for who you are. Hmm. Father, thank you that you do not leave us subject to our limitations. But you transcend them all. And this coming year, I thank you for forging forward in the things of God that this city will know you because of who you are in us. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you.